Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thanks for everyone who's been sharing the podcast on social media. We appreciate it. Um, I want to talk today about priorities and worldly priorities, uh, Christian priorities versus worldly priorities. The, The more you spend time with people who aren't born again, the more you get to see that there's really a disconnect in the way people think, and, and a, as there should be. You know, for us, looking at um, even just the time that we're in now, in the year 2020 and the events that are going on, there's a protection that comes in understanding God's perspective and what the Bible has to say about the end times. So for us, when when things are settled, it's like you can interpret those, you can interpret life through those things. You know, one of the, the basic beliefs that Christians have that that most of the world doesn't doesn't have is that uh, in the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. So we know that mankind born on the planet Earth, you may be looked at as a good person, a charitable person, but your heart tends towards uh, tends towards wickedness. It it heads away from God. It's in rebellion towards God. That's the unregenerated nature. And so understanding that, you realize that when people come up with these things and, and you know, people may look like they have the best intentions, you can look and say, man, I, I just know the, what the nature of man does and it doesn't lead, it's not going to lead to peace, you know? What would you like? Well, I'd like peace on earth. That's not going to come outside of when Jesus sets up his kingdom. And so that's really a safekeeping because you can interpret life through those eyes, you know, when when they start talking about one one world uh, you know, the, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, they start talking about um, all these different things, you know, uh, one world governance. You, we can look and see that through the eyes of we know that the, the Antichrist is going to set up, so, uh, set up a, a one world governing and people won't be able to buy or sell without the mark, right? And so we can interpret. And so for a Christian, we may look and be like, that's a bad idea. That's not going to work until Jesus does it. But then as a non-believer, you look and you see the same thing and you think, well, that sounds good. You know, there shouldn't be any borders. And so the, the, the interpretation of, of life is different based on th- fundamental basic things that we know that they don't. You know, for the unbeliever, nothing's established. It, everything's up for debate. There's no absolute truth. But for the believer, we know certain things. We, we, there's things that we know according to the Word of God. That, that are set in stone because the Bible has told us so. And so it's really a protection for us. But one of those things that we look at is priorities. People go into life with a certain set of like a value, of, a value system, a priority system, what matters to them. And so if you just listen to the way people talk outside of the church, and sadly it's crept into the church as well, but you hear the way people talk and the way they speak about what they want in life. If you ask someone, what do you want in life? You know, generally speaking, you'll hear something like, oh, you know, I just want to enjoy life as much as I can, just squeeze every ounce, I want to have an impact. You know, you'll hear phrases like that. But your number one goal in life shouldn't be to to enjoy life as much as you can. That's not the number one goal of the life of a Christian, is to enjoy life as much as you can. You can't have that as your number one priority. You can't serve God and have that as your number one priority. People get in this thing because there's kind of this question of like, you know, I was on this uh, Christian meme page the other day and someone, someone, you know, the meme was about someone getting kicked out of church and the person said, isn't it kind of pointless to kick someone out of church? Because isn't the point of church to help people get saved and then stay saved? And, you know, that's, if someone's a baby Christian, that may be what they think, but that's not what church is. Church, yes, does both of those things, 
But church is far more than that. Your, your goal as a believer shouldn't be to get saved and then stay saved. Obviously, that is your goal, but that's not your only goal. Yes, it is your primary goal to make heaven, but that's not your only goal. The, the goal of the minister isn't just to, yes, it's to get people saved. Yes, it's to keep people saved. But the apex of Christianity is not just staying saved. It's, it's being equipped. You were born again for a purpose. It's being equipped to do what God has called you to do, to impact other people. It's being equipped to preach the gospel. It's being equipped to, to advance, to seek first and build the kingdom of God. And so people have that mindset of like, oh, just get born again and stay born again. But, but that's what that mindset comes from. People just get born again. They're like, well, I guess I'm here. Um, well, I guess I just got to like hold on tight and hope not to backslide and just try to be a good person. And, and that shouldn't be our goal. So people have this mindset, and that's one that you shouldn't be looking for. You can't have scriptures like, take up your cross and follow me, and have your number one goal in life be, oh, I just want to enjoy my life. I'm just trying to enjoy my life as much as possible. And it's fine to enjoy life, but if your aim is just to enjoy life, if your number one goal in life is to enjoy life, you won't enjoy life as a Christian. You, you won't do what God has called you to do. When your number one aim is Matthew 6, 33, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. I'm laying aside what I enjoy to put God's, to, to put God's purpose in front of me. That's why for me, even when I go um, on vacation, you know, we just went to Arizona and, and uh, uh, for, for almost a week. It's like, I can't help but win souls while I'm there. It's just part of who I am. It's part of what I do because I'm not here seeking my own kingdom. I understand there's maybe not many soul winners in, in, in Arizona. Maybe there's, maybe there's more than I think, but that, that God would send me in those divine appointments that I say, Lord, every day that I wake up, this day is not my day. It's your day. All 24 hours are yours. I'll do exactly what you want me to do. Bring people in my path and that the Lord will use me. And so your priorities have to adjust. And it really is a constant reaffirming of these things. Because if you, if you, if you don't watch out, you'll find yourself in a mode, especially now going into Christmas, you'll just find yourself in a mode of just like, you know, I just want to, and it's awesome. I hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving. I hope it's the best Thanksgiving you've ever had, but don't let yourself get into the mode of just like, I'm just going to this enjoy life mode. You can enjoy it, but you know, what will help you enjoy it being in the presence of God. You know, it'll help you enjoying it, waking up on Thanksgiving morning and by yourself spending 15, 20, 30 minutes just in worship towards the, to the Lord. That'll help you enjoy it because you'll realize, man, I, I would give up all of this just to know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. Man, it's, it's, it's a joy to serve the Lord. And so your priorities change. And so that's where you see people, people's priorities. They say, oh, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy life. It's the same with marriage. Oh, you know, I, you know the reason I married her is because she completes me. That's not a reason to marry somebody. You don't marry someone because they completely, you know, I just married them. There's no one that made me feel the way she made me feel. That's not a reason for, for, to marry somebody. You may, as a Christian, you marry someone, first of all, because the Lord said, Hey, that's yes, go ahead. Green light, right? Number two, it's because there's a job of work to be done. So for Adam and Eve, God gave Eve to Adam to, to be a help me to someone who was going to help him and have the same dominion that he had in the garden, who's someone who's going to tend the garden. He was, she was someone to be there to work alongside him. You don't get married because marriage is not about you. You know, this will help you. I, I read quite a few marriage books before I got married, before I was even dating, just to prepare. Cause I thought, man, if I can at least understand it, marriage was a little bit scary for me, but 
when you understand that marriage is not about you. Marriage, when you say, I do, you're saying, I'm, I'm choosing to put someone before me every day for the rest of my life. I'm choosing to be not the, the main person in the storyline here, that my wife's in front of me. But that's what Christianity is too. When you say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior, you're saying, I'm not the main actor in this movie. I'm, I'm a secondary role. Jesus is number one in life. And I'm playing a supporting role to him and to his kingdom. Anything he wants me to do, I do. I'm just one of the, pe- I'm just one of the many people. And yes, the Lord loves me. And yes, there's, it's a romance. And yes, and yes, and yes. But I'm not, the main, I'm not the star of the show. Jesus is the star of the show. When you get married, it's not about how you feel. It's that I'm here to, to first of all, I'm here to love my wife. But then in loving my wife, it's for me, the view, you know, this has always helped me. The view is that there's one day that my wife is going to stand before God and she's going to give an account for her life. And I don't want her to, to have low treasure in heaven because I, I didn't put us in a place to win souls. I don't want her to, I don't want her to, to say, you know, Lord, I know you called me to do a lot of things, but you know, my husband, he kind of took our marriage in a different direction and I just followed him. No, I want my wife to stand before God and her and God say to her, well done, good and faithful servant. So I'm putting her first. There's even things that I do and I aim our marriage in a certain direction so that she follows me and that we, we, we do what God has called us to do. And so marriage isn't about me. Life isn't about me. It's not about my ambitions. You know, there's selfish ambition and then there's godly ambition. Paul said, it's been in my ambition to preach the gospel of Christ where he hasn't been preached before. So that's a godly ambition. That's what God has called me to do. But you have to look and ask yourself this. What is my priority in life? If, 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 if someone could look at your time and say, what is your, they can look at your time and say, what is, obviously we know you got to sleep, right? Between six and eight hours a day, right? What is sleep? You, you got to sleep. But what is your priority in life? When you have time available, what do you do with that time? Oh, you know, I just hate going to work. You work six, eight hours a day, oh, I work because I have to. How about instead of saying, oh, I hate going to work, say, Lord, help me to love it. I'm doing it unto you. I know my boss, boss's name may be Jerry or Roger or whatever, but, but Jesus, you're my boss. And so I'm doing this as unto you. Lord, I'm, I'm making that every day that I go to work, I'm going, working as unto the Lord, that you're, my reward is coming from you, Lord. Promotion's coming from you. Lord, I'm not going to be in this job forever because you're going to see my work. You're going to see that it's the quality that you can promote me. And let it be something that your priorities are to aim, I aim to please the Lord. So really, it comes down to what are we seeking? What is our priority? And really, this is something that you have to take a constant look at in your own life and say, what is my priority? It's like slight readjustments. We're, We're not in a sprint right now. This is a marathon. Yes, Jesus is coming back soon. But this is a marathon. And so you have to aim for the long haul. If a ship gets going, headed from you know, Durban, South Africa, and headed to uh, New York, New York, and it's one degree off course, you know, you're going to be in a different state. But if you can make those small adjustments as you go and say, what have my priorities been? Going into Christmas time, Thanksgiving, what are my priorities? Am I making time for the presence of God? Am I making time for the word of God? Am I studying to show myself approved? Lord, help me, grace me to, to put your kingdom first. But, but recognize that, that the mindset as a Christian needs to be and will be totally different than what other people think. I can't believe you do that. I can't believe you go to that church all the time. You just walk up to strangers and tell them about Jesus. Yes, because I, 
This is, this is the life. I bought into all of it. I said, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior, which means I gave him my life. I gave him my mouth. I gave him my time. I gave him my future. I belong to the Lord. So what are your priorities today? What are your priorities? You know, many people, they spend their young adult age just looking for who they're going to marry, thinking, thoughts filled with that. One boy to another, one girl to another, texting, looking online, internet stalking, just consumed with who it's going to be. You know, if, if you're at the point where if you're your future spouse, you wouldn't want to tell them how many Facebook profiles and Instagram profiles you've stalked of, of boys or girls that you like, then stop. Let the Lord bring you the right one. This isn't car shopping. You don't just, you know, look through colors and say, oh, I like this one. I like this one. Let the Lord bring the right person. Lord, I'm setting my mind aside. I'm, I'm giving the space in my mind that I had for thinking ahead those, to those things. Don't worry about it. Lord, I'm going to run hard after you and what you want me to do. And I, and I believe you'll bring the right person at the right time. Because what will happen is disappointment will come. Because when it doesn't come in the time that you think, oh, you know, my one friend was 21. It's my heart's desire to be married at 21. And then you're 25. And the Lord knows that if you would have find your, found your boyfriend or girlfriend at 25, you or them would have been way too immature and would have screwed it all up. So those four years of just freaking out, like, where's what have I done, Lord? Where's my... Yeah. Just stop. Trust the Lord. You know, there comes a point where you can just pass it over to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. I'm just going to, what have you called me to do? What are my priorities? Lord, I'm focusing on what you've called me to do. So take a readjustment today. If you have some time off, take a readjustment and say, what are my priorities and where do I need to make adjustments? And honor the Lord in your decisions and watch what he'll do in your life. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.